I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey guys, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio, hanging out here with Francis, mm. as well as all of you. Um, welcome back to another episode. We're both kind of wearing stuff that we don't typically wear right now. What do you got? What's happening with I mean, you? I'm wearing this red sweatshirt, the Panama City Beach sweatshirt with a pineapple on it. Did you buy that at a, one of those stores on the beach, kind of? Yeah, sort of like a boardwalk. I wanted place. to make sure that I bought some merch because I enjoyed myself so much. Mm. I bought a sweatshirt for myself and I bought this sweatshirt for Hillary, but today she was in our bedroom on a work call and I had to leave to come here to do the podcast. And this was sitting out because she's likely never going to wear it. <laughs> it was on the table. Uh-huh. It was the only item of clothing that I could put on my body. Um, so I'm now wearing it. <laughs> and uh, Pretty good. Yeah, I also well, actually, I also bought a couple like uh, very polarizing T-shirts that have like mm. AK-47s on them. Mm-hmm. Kind of as a joke. Like It's not really my style to walk around wearing political AK-47 yeah. political statement shirts. Um, I jokingly got them for her as a gift. I'm pro- I chose not to wear that on the podcast. Mm. Um, but I like your bomber jacket, dude. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, it's a coat I've had, a jacket I've had for a couple of years. I very rarely wear it, but I still love it. Isn't that nice? It's very nice. Because it means it won't get old. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll wear it when, yeah, it's going to yeah. it won't wear down. It's a very light jacket. Now, how do you feel about people who wear jackets inside? I, I find it typically to be sort of unusual, but it's different when the camera's rolling. Uh-huh. You know, if mm-hmm. you're like if you know if Mario Lopez were to be wearing a light jacket while hosting some sort of indoor event, mm-hmm. I wouldn't blink an eye. The same way that I did not blink an eye when you came in here wearing it. Ah. Uh, yeah, but I'm not Mario Lopez. Uh yeah. But I could still. Uh, celebrities <laughs> celebrities seem to have more ba- like leeway for wearing jackets indoors. <laughs> In the same way that we let them wear sunglasses indoors. Fine, but like, okay, the sunglasses thing, I would actually argue that wearing a jacket indoors overall is weirder than wearing sunglasses indoors. Why? Because, all right, but like, think about the time. You're seeing the celebrities in stuff wearing jackets indoors. If you were to be with them in your apartment and they were wearing a jacket under their jacket that was intended to be worn for the entire time, you might think that was weird. Mm. Weirder than, for say, if Lil John came over and was wearing sunglasses inside. You would expect that from him. Maybe so. Well, this all begs the question. So, so excuse me. By the way, somebody corrected me on this recently. I'm not supposed to say begs the question because oh, that's a, 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 a fallacy of logic. It raises the question. Uh, now, you say those sounds. I did not get it. Well, now, how does that make sense to you? So, begs the question... To me, still makes sense because you're in a situation where what you have said is just die- has has raised a question that's dying to be answered. That's thus what I begging said. for it. I said that to this guy. And what did he say? He uh, he responded, but I don't remember what it was, and it was too confusing. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. No, there's. I don't think I was saying anything. I think. If a question is needing to be raised, then it does beg the yeah, question. Right. The question has then also been begged. To have been raised, and I don't understand why why raise that raises the question. I guess it's just one step closer 
but I he had a point, and yeah. I don't know. He said too that when he looked into it, it feels like a it style is one of the difference. most commonly mistaken oh, interesting isms in English to the point where it is now accepted oh, for people to make that mistake. So yeah, the only problem that I have with it being mistake is that it's correct. So whether it it, see, it feels correct, like it makes sense to me. It's different than like a fallacy, like irregardless. Like that's literally just not a word. Right. You know, like begs the question, makes sense to me. Therefore, I don't think you deserve a, a hand slapping. For yeah. You. Okay. Well, here is the question that has been begged, that has been raised. Okay. Julio and I, are you ready for this? Oops, the podcast <laughs> listeners, will be attending the nascent, the rising Boston Celtics team game (laughs) (laughs) at the TD Bank Garden. I don't even know if it's the TD Garden. It's the Garden. Uh, The night before our Oops! The Podcast live show, March 24th, there may still be some tickets left for the late show. You guys should come. It's It's going to be a great time. Uh, We are going to be sitting courtside. Feet on the floor, and I mean on the floor, no one in front of us, and I don't even mean under the basket. I'm talking sideline courtside. Yeah, that's the real That's the real deal. I, by the way, I told Julio about this, and he did not realize that I was telling him he was coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> so he just thought I was telling him that I was going. This is how you said Fran- Francis said it in a way, and I know that he has some like really awesome Celtics ticket hookup. And he was like, "So I'm I'm going to, I'm going to the or I I have tickets to the game. And I didn't want to be presumptuous, like you know I I assumed that maybe whoever gave them to you or hooked you up was going to be going with you. Like I don't know, I just didn't. It didn't land with me for a while until you realized that. I think I said I have tickets for the Celtics. So if we could. If we could schedule our Oops Live show near that date, we could like it would it would be great. Something for like us that. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Something. something like that. And I was well, I would hope that you <laughs> right. would know that I am an aware enough friend to not dangle such a tasty <laughs> morsel in front of you without you being in inferred as an invite. So I wouldn't have been upset, to be honest, because I listen, like Sometimes when you get invited to the big dance, there's not a lot of flexibility with who you're allowed to bring. And I've had issues like this in my life where I'll be going to something sick and a friend of mine will literally ask if they can come and I'll say no. And they'll say some shit like, well, you know, I've like, it's not like I've, I've never been around celebrities before. I won't act like a loser. Like, whatever. Like, like something like that. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. It's not up to me at all. Like, I'm not calling the shots. Yeah, but. So I'm, I'm, I have compassion for that situation. Okay. I, I think that's a good thing uh and i do appreciate your instinct to not be presumptuous because i i try to be the same way that said (laughs) i would i am not the type to to flash desirable you know to 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 try to instill jealousy or something no 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 and in no way would would, i ever think that you'd be doing if i were going to the celtics game without you and you know then I would have brought that up in a much subtler way. Okay. A much okay. gentler way. So th- th- this is my thought about it. If you're like, listen, um, you know, would you be cool with us scheduling it around so-and-so because I'll be up there anyway because I have stuff to do or I have a game. Like, I would prefer 
a situation where I actually was not going to the game, but we still had the show as opposed to just not having the show at all. Of course. Obviously. So, like, it's not a big deal. I'm super psyched to be going. And I don't know if you were going to ask me this question eventually, but I think you were. And I'm glad that you made the clarification between not under the hoop courtside because that's the only courtside I've done. I have done the under the hoop uh, hoop courtside a couple times. I've never done the real sidelines, Showtime, Jack Nicholson, fucking Spike Lee courtside. You have sat under the hoop? I've sat under the hoop. Probably like a few times. Friends used to have wow. Nick's under the hoop tickets. I mean, that's still pretty sick. Very, very sick. In but fact, now I, I I regret <laughs> inviting you because you've had the experience. But I haven't. The garden, I once sat like, I want to say 20 rows back, also behind the hoop, which at the time was by far the sickest tickets I'd ever had to any event in my entire life. Saw David Aldridge. Said hi to him. He big timed me. I'll never forget him. I'll never forget it. I don't know who that is. He's exactly who is exactly David Aldridge. He's a basketball. He's a basketball analyst uh-huh. who sort of is like he has like John Wertheim status. Like if you're a tennis fan, okay, sorry. He's like one of these guys who like they'll let him do a piece that he's clearly written, mm-hmm. and he'll be like every June in the midst of the NBA. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is him. This is Chris is showing you a pair. Okay, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. he he was very dismissive, and I was like, "Listen, dude, he does you're... produced pieces." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you are not famous enough to be this much of a dickhole. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just called out David Aldridge, dude. Nice, nice. Um, called him a ureth. Anyway, so that was <laughs> I called him a ureth. <laughs> that was the ureth of Franklin, dude. <laughs> I um, but yeah. So that was that was the best I've known, and I haven't been in the garden in so long. I'm very very excited. Yeah, it'll be good. And uh, by the way, can you look up nascent, N-A-S-C-E-N-T, and make sure I use that word right? I think it's like, uh, I worry that it could mean new or, or um, you know, brand new to something. But I, I meant it as rising and, be, you know, uh, improving. Just coming into existence and beginning to display signs <sighs> of future potential. Well, then that's perfect. Because the Celtics have been somewhat mediocre most of the season. Right. And they've won like 15 of their last 18 games. And they went from ninth to fifth. And they're about to jump into fourth. Huge. They're amazing. And not surprising. I mean, they have a very solid team of like very good players that like just get you to the postseason. Jason Tatum scored 54 points the other night. He's so good. Marcus Um, Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. Actually, is Marcus Smart even on the team anymore? I'm not sure. He is? Okay. And then, you know who they're playing? Who? The Utah Jazz. No way. Who are fourth in the West. Dude, are we going to boo Gobert together? That's right. Rudy <laughs> Gobert. <Boo>. Now, <laughs> we, <laughs> my friends and I, whenever somebody gets coronavirus, we just say they got Gobert. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, this guy was making fun of COVID and then was just like the first guy in the NBA to get it. Yeah, he made a joke. He was in a press conference where he... But it was early, early, yeah. early on, and he was just like, this is no big deal. And he made a joke where he, like, rubbed his hands on all the microphones <laughs> and then, like, got left, got away. And then he came down with it and then infected his star teammate, Dominic Donovan M- Mitchell. Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell, sorry, and uh, and everyone hate on the team hated him for it. <laughs> just, they blamed him. Poor guy, dude. Yeah. It, was a, it was a perfectly good joke at the time. Yeah, the equivalent of my prediction. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, 
I then turned the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Also, another prediction that I missed the, the mark on was Ukraine, the invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. I would like to say, uh, you know, to all the people of Ukraine, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, yeah. I acknowledge how shitty that situation must be. And I'm very impressed by all the high profile people taking up arms, including Sergei, Sergei Stakovsky, tennis mm. player. Wow. Who has been shown fucking in a full get up with an AK. Wow. That is cool. That is Sorry cool. to completely throw that to, to um, throw that in there like that. You know what I was thinking about with the whole Ukraine Russia situation? Mm. It has been very I feel I feel stirred in my patriotism. It has ignited mm. a, a patriotic fervor in me. Uh not not the least of which is because we this is such a non-partisan issue. Everybody in America seems to have shelved a little bit their you know anger towards each other and we are now focusing on a new bad guy right, right, right. together yeah, it's it, nice to hate together it seems like a very unpopular invasion amongst almost everyone yeah, yeah. including the people of russia right right and so there's this there's this unity in in some ways that we have not i have not felt in, right. in a long time right. and america nice. does nice rally thing. around the flag in times of War and the last time I remember feeling this is following kind of nine eleven. To be mm -hmm. honest with you, mm -hmm. um, but I also feel it because Ukraine has been so uh, strong in their resistance to the Russian military that first of all, hats off to them. But secondly, it has made me realize, my God, our military must be just so much better than the Russian military, which is something I wasn't sure of. I always kind of feared the Russian military, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fearful of, like, Russian gangsters. They have a lot of nuclear warheads. Yeah, but, but think of this. My thought was, my God, you know, think of how easily our military would have just run through Ukraine. Do you, but who, dude, you don't know. Do you think, come on. Listen. Delta Force Navy SEALs are going to be repelled by Molotov cocktails thrown off of terraces right right no it, it's a fair point but like listen the 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 host it always puts up a good fight your home court advantage you know not not wrong not wrong certainly but L much less impressive forces have repelled us with different kind of circumstances i guess that's true vietnam uh, or afghanistan a, yep but I mean, again i mean that's a completely different animal it's not like a right that's a less even less traditional war yeah man one place that's been bothering me in my life was how much money I was spending on my cell phone plan every month. Uh, it gets really expensive. It just, it's just one of those things that most people just accept, and you think, like, well, that's ah, the cost of life, and I use my phone I all the time. This, yeah. And you don't even think about the fact that there might be a better plan out there. Yeah. But fortunately, the folks <laughs> over at Mint Mobile have opened my eyes to greener pastures. By that, I mean savings. $15 a month data plan. How's Unbelievable. It's just incredible. Uh, they are saving me so much money. 
And for people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers, as we said, premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. And dude, I, th- I know people are like, how, th- how is that even possible? So th- their model is that by going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. And they're part of, they have unlimited talk and text and part of the, uh, the nation's largest 5G network. Yeah, so. it doesn't, you're not losing speed. You're not losing service. It's as good as anything I've used. It's no joke. To get your new wireless plan for 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash oops. That's mintmobile.com slash oops. Cut your uh, your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash oops. Well, Whatever. all of this raises the question of what are we going to wear to the Celtics game? <laughs> so it's funny you, you that you mentioned that. So you, Francis made this point and I kind of was like, I'm just going to wear whatever. And then he sort of like got me excited for the idea of wearing something like crazy. Life is about finding outfits for events. I agree with once that. Once you get to a certain age. So okay. <laughs> we don't have anything. Life else is to, without a doubt about that. We don't have anything that else. That is to what life is about. Dress up for. We're not like going out into the streets as much, you know. So it's it's a fun idea. And we I, need to we need something fun. I think, dude. I think that me. I'm just gonna like try to look good. Like, I wonder what you have in mind, dude. I really. Are you just- <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good question. I don't think that this coat is a bad idea. It's a very cool coat. It's you know, and but then I thought to myself, well, this coat looks similar to the coat that that guy who went on that date with Jeannie Bouchard wore oh on my their God. date. Right. And I don't want to just be looking like I think I'm him. Dude, it's a very, I mean, a bomber is a very, like, staple item. Bomber with a hoodie. People like that look. Oh, with the hoodie underneath. Yeah, plus it's green, so it's in keeping with the Celtics. Celtics. I definitely want people to know that I'm rooting for the Celtics. But then I thought, well, what if I found some really cool, retro, Mitchell and Ness, authentic, 1980s-era Celtics starter jacket to wear? Oh, that's cool, too. I was even thinking, like, a cool hat, too. Like, just that whole sort of, like, Ben Stiller at the game mm, look. That, like, mm. cool hat. I don't I don't want to wear a hat. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's fine. Dude, that's fine. That's fine. Well, here's why. Because <laughs> I think celebrities wear hats as a way of limiting profile. their profile. You know, they're at a game. It's a very public place. They're sitting courtside. So they know they're on display. But there's something... There's that hat tip to humility that celebrities seem to feign when they wear a hat or mm-hmm. you know dress down for a, a An game. event, right? Even though they're sitting, they're sitting in the one seat that is right. bathed in light, right? In the entire I, yeah, I literally think arena. that it's given to them because they agree to do the fucking wave at the thing. Yeah, it could be, could be. I so. actually think, yeah, hmm. maybe not all of them, but some of those courtside seats, right? Well. We're going to have to think of something cool. So the only other option I was thinking of was some kind of ridiculous fur outfit. <laughs> this is what I was expecting. Like a fur a fox with its head still on. You know, that would be a, a scarf that I could sort of wrap around. Some kind of fur thing. I just, the problem with that is I don't, I do like animals a lot. So I really don't want to rub people the wrong way by wearing a dead animal. Mm, you yeah. know? Doesn't fit your vibe. Not so much. Yeah, I like the the cool retro jacket idea. I might do that. It's fun. I want people to know I am a Celtics fan, 
and I'm not just there in the you know trying to look like a celebrity courtside. <laughs> that's a fun. That's it's a fun idea. But it's going to be great, man. We I'm have really access excited. to one of those really sick oh, nice. lounges the where all everything's free. Buffet. Oh, we'll go early. I think we should go a couple hours before the game. Let's do it because I think we should really take advantage of of this situation because everything's free. So, dude, this is funny. This brings up another protocol question. I would argue that I don't even have a say in that. Being your guest to the game, which I ta- which I mm-hmm. am, I am open to doing whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. And I will be paying for all of our beverages and in game. Oh. That's that goes without saying. That's if, no. It, if someone else brings you to a sporting event, you have to pay for at least what is the reasonable share of things. Now, you know, if we order three or four rounds, maybe if you want to get the fourth one, I'd be I wouldn't I wouldn't object. Yeah. But it, like it's very nice, and I I appreciate that. Fortunately, I think we do get everything for free. <laughs> I think I could be wrong. We'll probably have to tip. I would think. But uh, don't worry, that will be taken care of. By there's me. gonna be a there's gonna be a cool situation, you know. Very and, cool. and I think we should also go for the shoot around before the game to try to get some autographs. Sounds great. One time I used to be obsessed with autographs. <laughs> One time, um, Carlos Boozer, you remember him? Of course, Duke grad. Yeah, he was great. He was so cool that he did the shoot around, and then afterwards was walking off the court. And he took off his shoes and gave them, I think he gave one to this kid to my left and one to this other kid. And it's like, he just warmed up in those. That's that's very cool. And he's going to put on a new pair of shoes just so he could give them away. That's crazy. Very cool. Carlos Boozer. He wasn't like the typical Duke guy aesthetically. No. I remember that always being surprising. I'm just like judging a book by its cover on that one. I'm sure he was. I think he was a Duke grad, right? He was. He was. Yeah. Definitely. And he also played in Utah for... Yeah, he was a good player. He's very good. Very good defender. Um, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, dude. Okay, so I have so some keep, good Mex. I have some good Mexico stuff for you. Okay. From the from the, from the wedding. Oh, good stories. Was there was there some somewhere else that we were supposed to be going? Here? No, I was just gonna say keep an eye out for that cool oh, yeah. photo of me and Julio laughing about an inside joke we've got courtside. Absolutely. As the game goes on around us, maybe shot through the sweaty legs of some center. <laughs> you know, in the foreground, it's blurry, and through that, you see us like oh, yeah. elbowing each other as if we're flirting. <laughs> you know, or Marcus Smart taking us out as he dives for a ball. Ooh, I wouldn't mind that one. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And maybe we maybe we're so nifty that we can keep our beer without spilling. <laughs> oh, that was close. <laughs> we matador him. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the way. Yeah. Um, okay. Very cool. Mexico. Tell me okay, about. So first of all, actually, Mexico. I forgot one important thing. Update on the ping pong challenge. It is happening uh, in the next couple of weeks. We have a date locked in. We will be recording some of it in some degree. And what I have envisioned for this, assuming that people, you know, there are other things that take precedence over this. Francis has to go on the road, whatever. But I'd like to do pregame interviews with this guy. Mm. I've heard that he is training. Uh oh. This guy is training with a coach, with a ping pong coach. Which well played, dude. You mm-hmm. should be. You should mm-hmm. be training. Are you that does did that make you more or less worried? Um, more, of course. Yeah. You know, if this guy wasn't training at all. So th- his whole background is like he was this fraternity champion, he a couple other things he said, none of which were particularly concerning. But now like training, learning to play ping pong in the real way of that ping pong is supposed to be played at a high level is something that worries me because I I can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, any guy who's like, I beat all my friends, I always beat that guy. 
But the guy who plays for real, I do not beat. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Looking forward to that. Interesting. That should be fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, dude, went to this wedding in Mexico. It was a wonderful time. A yeah. lot of like, there was a lot of memorable, funny stuff that happened. One one of the things being the DJ. So I didn't notice this because we're all partying, whatever, having a blast. But apparently there was a problem with the DJ. The DJ was this like very like cool looking woman. She was wearing this big kind of fedora situation, wearing sunglasses while DJing. And they kept asking her if they could request songs. And the father of the fucking bride goes up to her and requested a song. And she shook her finger in his face Mm. saying, I don't do that. And then proceeded to play like, I'm sexy and I know it. Like she played like this terrible playlist. Like now that's what I call music playlist 2021. (laughs) I just thought that was insane. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. What do you think? The deal is with that. Do you should you have to check with a wedding DJ beforehand to make sure that they will take requests? Um, I mean, I've never heard of the booked musical act, be it a band or a DJ, refusing requests from certainly a member of the wedding, uh, you know, a ranking member of the right. wedding party, the person that probably is paying your fee. Um, because I, I was gonna say. I was going to say, well, if it's a band, maybe they don't know the song. But typically beforehand, you'll sort out kind of of their right, options right, right. what what they might play, I think. So you're not surprised. Yeah. And uh, with a band, it seems like a more difficult. Like if you don't communicate with the band beforehand, yeah. you can understand why they might not feel requests. They're a fucking band. They right. don't know how to play every song, maybe. Or they don't know. How, she doesn't know the words. Right. A DJ it seems like you could be able to do it on the phone. Yeah, exactly. And it's not as if, as you said, that she's playing some high minded, artistic, flowing playlist that she's involved in. She's just pressing play. On random pop songs, right, right. It was like pretty insane. I didn't notice, but the bri- the bride was complaining to me about it after, which I thought was no. Funny. That's a that's a control freak kind of. She needs to be brought down a peg or two. Yeah. I would say, dude. Yeah, like she's playing. I got a feeling. Like yeah. you got. Like, come on, Ugh. my like a ten year old could make this playlist. Ugh. Don't be get off your high horse, dude. You're gonna. You guys are gonna love this. There's a guy at this wedding who Francis met at a wedding. There's a couple. This guy's name is Chad. He is the utmost Chad. But what they fail to mention about Chads is they typically end up being great, great guys. Yeah. This guy's Instagram is even LeChad was great. And yeah, I kept I making him. the joke to him. I kept being like LeChad was great. And he I don't know if he found it that funny. <laughs> I was like LeChad was great. LeChad was great. Uh-huh. Uh, but very, very nice guy. Really enjoy talking to him. He's got dark hair, right? No, it's like blondish. But maybe he, now he lives in L.A. I don't, I don't know. You follow him. Hold you on. met him at a wedding. He told me a Francis wedding story that made me laugh so fucking hard because it was the most Francis thing I've ever heard of in my life. They went, you guys, you guys were both at your mutual friend's wedding and didn't really know anybody else at this wedding. Apparently it was a while ago. This is the scouting report that I got from Lichad. Um, And he then proceeded to tell me an amazing Francis story of Francis amusing himself at a wedding. All right. I want to hear it. I'm I'm pulling up his Instagram to make sure I know who this is. Yeah, yeah. Pull him up. Um, okay, so <laughs> apparently... Oh, yeah. I know Chad. Chad... Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, You've given his Instagram handle. It's Chad Weedmeyer. He was a lacrosse player at Princeton. Very good. Oh, you know what's funny? He didn't even say that. Yeah. He, but he said it in a way. He goes, yeah, yeah. Francis played lacrosse at Harvard. 
because there was he was making the familiarity connection, but left out the Princeton. This thing. guy, this Chad, guy you was dog. way better than I was. Really? Yeah, he was the real deal. Really? Uh huh. Wow. That's He's crazy. a super good looking. Crazy for player. you to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this guy was great. So anyway, dude, he said that apparently there was like a lobster hors d'oeuvre that you really liked, <laughs> and what you would do is you kept. Every time the lobster thing would come out, you would flag down the lobster people, and each time you told them a new story about why you liked ordering the lobster order. <laughs> Which I was like, this is the most Francis amusing himself via the food at a wedding. And you like you tell a story, you'd be like, Yeah, one night we were on the docks. He's like, he's like, the stories got crazier and crazier, and I swear to God he did it 15 times. I was like, that was oh, man. I I okay. So this I'm glad. All right. Very good, Chad. Well played. Well played. So I have a thing where I do amuse myself with caterers in general. <laughs> I mean, we all know the cake story. That's a great one. Yeah, but Contemporary but, but when there are hors d'oeuvres being passed around, <laughs> I like to pretend as though each time I take one, it's the first time <laughs> that I've taken one. So even if the bacon-wrapped scallops lady is coming out with round four, and I've already had two or three... <laughs> I'll go, what do we have here? <laughs> oh, what's what's this? And then she'll laugh because she's very familiar with me. <laughs> and it gets to the point where the caterer will start with me <laughs> with their hot trick. You earn the beeline That's to very, you because good. they know you're their best customer. Their goal is empty the tray. It's very good. Nothing, nothing bothers a caterer, I'm guessing. This is a total guess. Nothing bothers a caterer more than going up to a group of four people, having a conversation, and saying, and then being like, nah, we're good. If everyone turns it down. That's yeah, like end. like having the deep cut item, like the honey yogurt bite that no one's taking. Mm-hmm. You're just floating around with this full mm-hmm. tray, right? Yeah. And so... Um, I I really do make it a policy to never turn down a caterer that comes. I like that, dude. Uh, it's very funny. I was dying, dude. Because because my theory is I'm very happy to eat my dinner in hors d'oeuvres so that once the party starts, I can just dance and not worry about food anymore. And typically, I mean, it's a little wasteful. I mean, I end up typically eating the entree anyway. But, <laughs> you know, I... I, I I don't by that time in the evening you want to be on to your drinking and dancing. I don't want to be sitting down and eating a fucking sea bass fillet <laughs> with mashed potatoes and whatever else or you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm I want to move on from food so that I can get into the sweaty dancing right. kind of element you of, get of the wedding. Down by the dinner. Yeah. Um and so that's where that's where that comes from. But I I, I just do that. I, I really do <laughs> I, I didn't that's an interesting iteration of that game i play i don't remember telling them a story each time no, dude it's it was very very funny the way that he, dude so good yeah so good so yeah he is the husband of the groom's sister okay that was the connection there got it completely random uh-huh. um that you guys know each other or whatever but uh, still funny nonetheless. Mm. 
So sorry. No, that's it. Yeah. Um, he's a cool dude. He's a very good photographer. Yeah, he is. He mm-hmm. is. Uh, dude, yeah, very, very cool guy. Yeah. I um, really enjoy spending time with him as well as other people at the wedding. Dude, really been enjoying smoking the dad grass. Yeah, buddy. Super chill. You don't get super baked. Mm. It doesn't need to be like that. No, it doesn't it's, it's always about need getting to be obliterated. that way. You know, everyone grow up. <laughs> it's about chilling, dude. Chilling like a villain. Chilling like a villain. We forget With legal products. That dude, what the thing our parent the things our parents were smoking were way more tame than the stuff coming out of the lab these That's days. That's right. And dad grass is a really nice way to combat traditional highs mm. uh, by being way more chill. Because uh, sweet dreams are made of CBD, baby. Mm. Dadgrass's newest classic formula uh, of CBD tinctures are perfect for any time, but are especially great for a gentle and soothing night's sleep. They have a whole assortment of products, but most famously, of course, smokable hemp comes in pre-rolled joints, and it feels like the entire process of smoking a joint, which I know is my favorite part of it, not the being extremely fucking high, uh, and Dadgrass really just delivers. Yeah, all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over and ships right to your door anywhere in the United States. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. A uh, couple interesting things that came to my mind. So one thing I've noticed, this didn't happen at this particular wedding, but I've noticed it like a catered event in general. There's something really interesting. There's always like one older guy at the wedding who just does not listen to the party planners at all and just does as he pleases. Like when everybody's getting herded to the table, all right, it's dinner time. Everybody somehow like completely listens to that. But there's always some guy like lingering at the bar still who like doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) And I'm like, that guy's paid for a big event before. (laughs) He knows that this illusion that they're in control is just that. Yeah, right. And he is asserting himself. And I'm like, I appreciate that guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Mm -hmm. made me think of that. Hurting uh, fat cats. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Hill gave a speech. No. It, it, at the rehearsal dinner, uh, it was really, really good. And it was really fun to kind of be, have a role, that role reversal. Did you help her with it at all? Not she like, run it by you? She ran it by me just for like general feedback. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I don't know if like my, let's call it expertise of public spe- speaking uh, for lack of a better term, helped or did not, but I give my my two cents, and she may or may not have have uh, applied my thoughts. Was she going for funny, sentimental, mix of both? All yeah, all of the above. Uh-huh. Printed the speech out, you know the whole, good the whole shebang. Good, she knows she was ready to rip. No reading off the phone, people. Very high bar for the speeches in general. Oh, good, Everybody all the way around. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And a friend of mine brought this up to me the other day, and I thought that this was an interesting thing, too. He's like, dude, at the beginning of the dinner, if you tip one of the guys like 50 bucks, you never have to like wait around the bar again for a drink. Mm. Your drink will just be waiting for you at your seat. I'm like, you That's kind of interesting. I wonder how you would execute that. It's an interesting one, but I hate to say this. I hate to say I'm a, this is going to be an unpopular thing. I just find that at weddings... It's never that long of a wait for a drink at the bar anyway, and I can typically use the the, the breather, the reset, um, by going to the bar. So I don't really do that. Fair, fair. Somebody's forcing shots in you at some. Yeah, you're right. I guess it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting thing. Okay, dude, I did two two funny things that uh, really stood out to me. So this girl had this big back tattoo, and it kind of it was sort of obvious that she was trying to hide it, um, but. Hillary and I actually we like sort of made friends with a couple that we intend to hang out with, which which was fun. Oh, but for the whole nice. weekend, the whole weekend we were deliberating. We're like, are we? Is someone going to ask her about the tattoo? She's oh, not. Oh, she was part of the couple. 
no, the, no, no, that no. you wanted to hang out with. No, no, no. Oh, you and the couple were we all four of us were like, talks. "What is that tattoo? We want to know." And it kept being a joke. And eventually, like I was had enough to drink that I felt completely comfortable asking the question. Well, you're the guy too. I'm the guy to do because it. you have enough tattoos that she thinks that's a good point. You're not just here to make fun of me. So I was. This is in the evening. I'm fully clothed. No indication of tattoo having. So I don't know if it was working in my favor in that situation. Oh, okay. I don't think we had encountered each other on the beach. Do you think tattoo people can sense when one of their own is talking to them, even if they can't see it? No. Unless come they, on, even in the way you ask the question, unless they put it out there, because to to like I should have sniffed out that Chad had a lacrosse career, which again, a classic thing that Chad would have. <laughs> but let me make the important point that Chad was a great guy, which is the underappreciated thing about Chad's, mm-hmm. is that they end up being great guys. Uh-huh. Um, so if I had come at, but I did not approach it that way. I walked up to her and I was like, but I said it in a nice way. I was like, wow, like we couldn't help but notice your really cool tattoo. And we were curious what it was, dude. She goes, have you ever heard of a mistake? Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, oh, my God. And then she's like, let me try to like break it down for you. And then she made this metaphor that was like hilarious. She's like, imagine all the stars aligned in the sky to say mistake. I was like, was that necessary? <laughs> like, what is, how is that pertinent information? Uh, but it, so it did not go well. She proceeded to like shame me for five minutes for asking the question. Oh, she was not happy. She was not receptive. I com- it was a complete disaster. Wait, wait. And I never even found out what it was. She was like, I Googled something and. I just thought it was like it was a mistake. Okay, I was like, oh my god. Fuck. Oh, oh, I thought I read that as her being self-effacing and trying to be humorous. Maybe, maybe, and maybe we were just both a little too lathered up to be able to f- express or receive things properly. Yeah. But it did not. It was not. What a well. what a weird swing to start <laughs> with. Have you ever heard of a mistake? That to me sounds like she's about to launch into a funny bit i know i know she's sort of developed one would think but one would think but apparently yeah she did not enjoy having that question asked to her and it did not it did not go over well okay damn dude one final thing i i uh was ended up given being given a nickname because of a thing that went that i said that was taken the wrong way so i walked out and i was talking to these two guys who i didn't really know who were friends of friends and i said something like oh it's poppin Mm-hmm. Or what's poppin'? Jack Harlow. Right, right. Nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they thought that I had said, call me Papa. So everyone started calling me Papa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so the next two days, they'd see me be like, Papa. <laughs> what's up, Papa? I was like, all right, I'll take it. I'll, I I'll accept Papa. don't love when someone pins a new nickname on me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I guess. But like it was funny the way that it went down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's harmless. But like, I I'm at a point in my life where I'm there's no new nicknames for me. <laughs> you don't like it? No. Who are you to assign me a new nickname? I guess. Imagine like even if it's a stranger, it's like you don't have that. That's not your. It's not your right. I you call me the name that I introduce myself as to you. And, and then if you get to know me well enough, you earn the right to potentially call me the nicknames that have been established for me. 
It's fair, but I'll say this. That these, scenario is different. These were very friendly-faced, well-meaning, good guys who thought that I had said something that I didn't say. Exactly. So they weren't, like, picking out something wrong with me and being like, oh, scaly back guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, reptile. I don't know. Like, you know. Yeah. No, I know. I know. That's that's okay and especially if you're laughing and showing no signs of displeasure at the nickname fine but do you know what i mean yes i do um, i do in general there's something annoying there's something like potentially disrespectful about a situation like this yeah and i truly do not feel that this was that and when i see this guy again and he calls me papa i'm gonna think it's hilarious okay good you know i'm good. completely fine with it okay um but i do get it oh you're <laughs> you're like doing that whole thing is yeah. not necessarily cool yeah like if i meet someone and i accidentally spill a bit of milk on my shirt and they're like it's it's milk it's the milkman yeah. <laughs> milkman yo milkman you drinking any milk today it's like come on man milkman you drinking a white russian you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah go to the bar he'll have a milk <laughs> there's more where that came from no i won't no i won't have a milk <laughs> idiots Julio, I am feeling like I might just about be in the best shape of my life. You're looking good, dude. Feeling absolutely lean, mean, and slightly green, <laughs> thanks to my athletic greens. Dude, athletic greens is as good as my, my pores are pulsating. My vibes are open. I don't really know if any of that makes sense. My <laughs> blood seems to be flowing pretty darn well through my veins, and everything is just oozing excellence. I feel like I'm operating at the top of my ability. Dude, it's great. It's cost-effective. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper uh, than your cold brew habit, that's for sure. Mm. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, good for all those diets absolutely and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do guys is visit athleticgreens.com oops again athleticgreens.com oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance dude one guy did so it's funny I th there's a reason why i think some of some really great stories are made in a resort setting so like for example like forgetting sarah marshall to me is one of the great comedies of my adulthood of my adult life it's a great i loved white lotus mm -hmm. and it makes sense you don't have to manufacture group hangouts because everybody is in the same place mm -hmm. for the entirety of the story mm -hmm. it's just the nature of it which i think is really because you notice like on a show like succession the amount of events they're constantly going to so the characters can like interact it starts to feel like okay they're going to another it's ridiculous it gets ridiculous yeah um and it all shows. So anyway, so I think that that and, and like things were happening that were right out of a White Lotus situation. Like I saw this one, this one couple, the one guy I barely, I don't really know him that well. He shows up to the pool. First thing he does, he goes up my guacamole, scoops out some of this finger. Yours? <laughs> yes. And then goes, oh, don't worry. I uh, just he made some like Rudy Gobert joke about COVID or something. He was like, oh, you know, I just had COVID uh, three weeks ago. Don't worry. So I'm like, and I was like, what? Like. This guy's like a f perfectly nice guy, like whatever. I'll let I'll let it go. But like, that's an insane thing to be doing. That's such a thing out of a comedy. That's nuts. That is really over the line. And then he goes, "I'm going down to the beach. You want to come?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, maybe I'll see you down there." He goes, "Could have just said no, bro." 
<laughs> Which is like too classic, dude. It's just like too fucking classic. I'm like, that is yeah, too good, you, But you meet someone like that and they have a couple things like that and you really do start to appreciate them. You know what I mean? It, to meet someone who's weird now is great. Yeah, it's funny. It's fun to meet somebody who's weird. Yeah, I, this guy this guy was a little bit of a wild card. Again, perfectly nice guy. Enjoy talking to him. I mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was funny because yeah, he just like don't know what you're getting when that guy when that guy rolls up. That's good. <laughs> That's very good. So Overall, great wedding, huh? Great wedding. We extended because we were too hungover, essentially. Like, that's really what ended up happening. Like, wow. Hill Dog had Monday off anyway. Uh, but, dude, they made it so easy for us. So we're like, should we extend? We look at flights on JetBlue. They are so cheap. We're like, okay. And then we call the front desk. We're like, could we extend? Certainly, sir. For the same rate as the wedding? Certainly, sir. Oh, wow. They kept your, uh, they yes. kept, they gave you the room block rate? And let, yes. And let me just say this. This hotel was like the bathroom's the sickest bathroom I've ever seen in a hotel and we would have been priced out if we didn't get the block rate. That's not a place I don't think that we could like afford maybe. Dude, we we wanted to extend for the Puerto Rico wedding and they gave us the rate for an additional night. Dude, huge. And it was 3x the room block rate and we oh. we couldn't go. Oh, 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 oh. So they okay, they did not give we, the block we, rate. We did not well, we had the room block rate for our reservation. But not for the additional. And they were like, yeah, we've got our occupancy. It'll be. Oh, God. You're like, I mean, no. an insane number. Yeah. We were like, all right, we'll see you. Can't do it. Yeah. Do it 100%. Um, but I'll say this, dude. It was really fun. There's, I really enjoy not being in control of the itinerary. For a guy who is so particular about what he likes to do, as you all know, listening, when I'm not allowed to do that, I really enjoy it. Like, I enjoy going on other people's road weekends because I don't even get to decide. I'll happily sit on your floor and watch five episodes of Breaking Bad in the middle of the day because you get to decide that. And Uh that's fine. I have no say. I'm happy to be here. Let's do it. Uh And in this situation, too, I would never normally ghost chill at a resort for four days. And this was like a really fancy resort, too. Like It was like smaller. There wasn't like a bunch of hokey shit. Like, really nice. And it was nice to completely relinquish control. And I had a ton of friends at the wedding. So, like, wow. this big group hang, forced hang, and it was very relaxing. Yeah. You also were in that prime, prime position of your date, your, your you know, your girlfriend is in the wedding. Yeah. True. And so she's got tasks and yeah. things all day. She was gone the entire day. Saturday. Which means you get to just enjoy the room to yourself and do whatever you want. Wander drink swim meet new people whatever it is that that is by far being someone else's plus one to a wedding is the best thing in the world totally it's really nice let me ask you this so the best man in this wedding dude i'm not even kidding you this guy could be president this guy (laughs) you you hang out with him you try to find a chink in his armor because you're like what's this guy's deal he's too likable he's too perfect and you just can't do it you spent hours with the guy and you're like, this is the greatest guy I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life. And you start kind of like, you're like, wow, like, I wonder what it's like to be that great. <laughs> Have you ever like experienced this? Like, dude, I'm telling you, this guy is my new like man crush. Like I want like incredible guy. Uh-huh. The best man of this wedding was an absolute fucking 10 out of 10 across the board. And I just can only be, I, I'm just humbled by his presence. Interesting. Wow. W- I I don't I don't get um I don't get so much envy because <laughs> I, I, I know somebody who is universally loved yeah 
I know somebody like that who is just everyone's favorite guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, super positive, boozes hard, but <laughs> even better when he's drunk, you know? Yeah, and, yes, exactly. And just, you know, he, and any door he wants will be open for him. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, man, that'd be cool to be that liked. And then I'm like, well, you have to have a bottomless supply of energy. Right. You have, you to, have to live be, up to it. You have to be constantly on and willing so to so go true. to drinks during the week. I mean, you, you don't you don't maintain that broad connectivity with the world if you're not constantly saying yes totally to entertaining and social events and all of this. And I just I know myself. I don't have that in me. <laughs> I feel you. It's, I a, can, it's a gift and a curse. I can bring it for a much smaller group of people. Right, right. And I'm fine with that. Yes. I'd rather be loved by a few than everyone. Then I, ha- guess. No, 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 I, I don't that, really know. I don't have, really know what that is. If there's an assumption that being this uh, this like prototype for the best possible guy isn't completely natural. like You have to have some off days. You have to have a bad yeah, mood. You right. have to have some bad quality. So therefore, to your point, it must be exhausting to have to try to maintain that. Yeah. Um, but dude, I'm telling you, this guy's the fucking man. You would love him too, I think. <laughs> Just like what a what a great guy. Uh and a lot of good a lot of good folks. Nice. At this uh endeavor. That's so, good. It was a good time. You got a bunch more weddings coming up? Yeah. Um, and you know, looking forward to him, bro. Got huh? the couple in the summer, yours, obviously. Yeah, that'll be a good uh, one. Which hopefully. I'm excited for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I have one. I have one in in Hungary that I'm kind of now. I'm wondering if they're slight, the slightest bit worried, yeah. and I'm sure maybe it's not going to end up being an issue. But I mean, sharing a border with a country at war can't be. No, that's not ideal. Good. No, and they're getting a lot of. Uh, I think they're getting a lot of feedback. Right? Yeah, yeah. I know Poland's getting a ton, but you know. Any kind of crisis, you got to wonder. I don't want to throw. I don't want to put that in the air. I'm not suggesting that like it's gonna be a problem mm-hmm. but you just never know okay i have a question for you okay. speaking of the crisis mm-hmm. you know i was thinking i was thinking about if and i hate to get this dark but if a, a nuclear russia just said we're going down but we're going down swinging and they launched nuclear weapons at new york mm-hmm. um First of all, I, I think that with the way how the technology of them, I mean, we probably wouldn't have time to get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they get here. So let me ask you this though: it's supersonic. Is the move are in that situation? Are you supposed to tell the civilians like this is happening? Isn't that like the like? I think you have to if it's you, a nuclear weapon. I, I think you do, and I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know the facts about this. I'm s- leaning towards maybe we didn't do that. In the, oh, the in last J- time, in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't we, know for sure, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't think, think we told. I don't them. think it matters. Like, of course, it matters, but for this example, maybe it doesn't. Hopefully, they would at least be like, "Hey, listen, guys, we're gonna <laughs> fire nuclear fucking missiles at New York." Uh, yeah, you might want to evacuate, but I don't think it happens right away. I think it takes a sec. Like they have to like travel from somewhere. Dude, I don't think it takes. No, no they they would no. launch them from the continent. Yeah, or or a or from submarine, like a satellite, or right? you know, it would fly here. Yeah, um, but the technology certainly exists, and 
And that may be, by the way, because the ones that we launched on Japan were launched from planes. But that, you know. So that may be why they did not know. Oh, interesting. But uh, look, I'm, I don't think if Russia launched nuclear weapons at New York that they would hit us with a little heads up. I don't right. see I that mean, happening. Listen, dude. I Okay, so sorry. Continue to your question. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe we would know 15 minutes ahead of time. Okay. 20 minutes. I, I don't know. Yeah. And um, I guess... Well, in one scenario, it's like, okay, what do you do? Well, you move, unfortunately. <laughs> if you, if you things have, start to get really time. T- tense and you get the sense that they're, that this might be developing, that there's a chance Russia might do that, would you leave New York? No. I would not. Why not? Because, like, I, you know, I don't... You know, granted, that's an unprecedented scenario, and and God forbid, I probably just shouldn't even be talking about this with my track record on sort of like <laughs> oh low expectations. Like, guys, I I am aware uh, that I've taken L's in these predict these prediction situations. I'm knocking on wood heavily. I, we all knocked on wood. Um, we all did. Um, you know, I, I I think I like to think that it wouldn't get there. It just like doesn't need to. Like why? Like how would that situation unfold? It would unfold where Putin has now realized that he's sunk his country, and he is furious about it, and he's deranged, and you know senses that assassins are coming to kill him. His own ranks are turning against him, and in one final act of anger, he sends you know he takes out his anger on who he sees as being the the great opponent the great enemy mm-hmm. which is the america the specifically west. the west let, let's assume that the west in general like let's say i, I feel like western europe is yeah, but equally I, I think he i maybe. think he launches more i think i don't know i okay, fine, fine. i just think it's more matter. likely he launches on america than than say so paris you, it's or funny London. you're saying this to me one of the smartest people that i know when it comes to like information and sort of processing information he always has something very interesting to tell me he said that he actually texted me this exact same thing Almost like like not about nuclear whatever, but being like it's becoming the the scenario where this is just a complete dead end without him having an out is worrisome to me. That's yeah. what he said, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting, and I haven't really wrapped my head around much uh, much more. But okay, to your point, if it became if it seemed very if it seemed super likely that that was going to be the scenario, I would likely f- skip town for a bit. Yeah, how far would you go? I would try to look into what, you know, the radius. So this is the other thing, too. If you're like, okay, if he's if they're going to nail New York, they maybe will nail other major cities. Maybe I'd go somewhere a little more low profile. You go to Connecticut, right? I feel like Connecticut's not far away enough. Yeah. Um, but I have no idea. I think that it is. It is. What's, what's you're the what, mileage? You're two or three hours into Connecticut? 100, 120 miles. I think that's outside of the blast radius really? of a nuclear weapon. I don't know anymore, though. I have no... They might be bigger now. What's the blast radius for, like, the most... Powerful. You know, pervasive nuclear weapons? <laughs> Chris Chris just said, oh, my God. That's not good. No, this is like a... This is, I found, like, a nuke map, and you can, like, put in the size of the nuke, and it shows you where you, where it goes. And stuff. Well, oh, let's say it's the, the biggest nuke, right? All right, here we go. Nuke map. Um, oh, this is crazy. I mean, this is New big. York, New York, 
Okay, enter yield in kilotons. Oh, oh wow. Oh, is it, is it like a s- It gives you options of previous nukes that have been dropped before and stuff. Okay. By the way, documentary recommendation. I don't know if this is something that is too stressful for people right now, but like, there's a thing called the bomb, and it's a it's like a really well curated uh, experience that shows every single nuclear bomb blast that's ever happened mm. in human in the history of humanity. It's a very cool documentary. Interesting. Okay, so I'm seeing... I don't know. This is my problem. There's megaton bombs, and then there's kiloton bombs. I gotta believe kilotons are bigger than megatons, right? Well, we can also look, can that, we look up. that up. Can we look that up? Let's see this SAR. Or kilo, oh, it comes right up. Um, kiloton... Um, oh, so megaton is bigger. It's a million tons versus a thousand tons, which is a kiloton. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, because that's the SAR bomb, which is 100 megatons. You said megatons are bigger than... Yes, kilotons. And that gets you almost almost to New Haven, it looks like. Okay, well, that's I'm like 40 minutes north of there, where my that's, family is. That's, there's a fireball radius that goes out to Milford. Uh, no, so, sorry. That goes past Stanford, not quite to Bridgeport. Yeah, I'd be good. I'm like right up here. Where I'll be performing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Um, so the fireball, then there's moderate blast damage radius uh, where most residential buildings collapse. Injuries are universal. Fatalities are widespread. The chances of a fire starting commercial and residential damage are high. <laughs> Buildings are so damaged are at a high risk of spreading <laughs> this fire. Is, this um, is terrible. <laughs> that's out. That's be. That's beyond the moderate blast. So the first. All right. This is interesting. I yeah, think, it is. I agree. Okay. So then the first. The first wave. The, the the major problem is your is your fireball radius. Maximum size of the nuclear fireball. Relevance to damage on the ground. Depends on the height of detonation. If it touches the ground, the amount of radioactive fallout is significantly increased as opposed to like a, a, uh, an airburst or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything inside the fireball is effectively vaporized. Minimum burst height for negligible fallout is five and a half kilometers. Then you get into your moderate blast damage radius, which is like the next ring out. That's uh, a little less. Then you have beyond that, you have... Um, Oh, yeah, right. And then beyond that, okay. So, so sorry. The fireball radius is very small. It's like the mid of the inner circle. That's that just this. Out. It's like New York. That would be like almost lower Manhattan, New York, but but out into New Jersey. Certainly, where we live in Brooklyn, right? Oh, wow, that's, that's that crazy. little thing. Then the moderate blast damage radius goes out past Yonkers. You know. This is an unprecedented Hempstead. scene in the Oob studio as well. Yeah. Everybody huddled around this computer looking to see what the fuck's going on Into here. Jersey. Then you've got your thermal radiation radius. This is third degree burns. Got that it. goes out 73 kilometers. Okay. Third degree burns extend throughout the layers of skin and are often painless because they destroy the pain nerves. They Whoa. can cause severe scarring or disablement Whoa. and can require re- amputation. 100% probability for third degree burns at this yield is uh, 14 calorie cal by centimeter squared. I, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. 
And then beyond that, there's another ring that's not that long, which is light blast damage radius. Uh, at around one PSI, pr- overpressure glass windows can be expected to break. This can cause many injuries in a surrounding population who comes to a window after seeing the flash of a nuclear explosion, which travels faster than the pressure waved. It's often used to benchmark for light damage in cities. Optimal height of burst to maximize this effect is 21.7 kilometers. Now, that was just one bomb. This nuke map situation is really... It's like more options and drop down things than you know trying to find tickets for a, an event so dude isn't there like an interception system for all this shit too because i think these missiles they travel outside of the atmosphere and then come back in i don't think that the we are have the i don't think that either side has the technology to, stop to shoot down oh. all the nuclear weapons that are coming Interesting. Um, you know coming in so um, how how is this a thing that you're worried about Mildly, mildly. It's certainly on my, on my. I don't know. In my psyche, in my conscience, in mm. my. Eh, I don't know. I hate to say it. It's definitely something that I, yeah, I have a little bit of thought about. Mm. Um. So, I guess my question is, yeah, where would you go? And I guess yes, to to your family house. home yeah. in, in Connecticut would be the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, why did I ask this? Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I, I'm 33. I'm almost 33 in a couple of weeks. You're what? 34? 35. Through 35. I I had this thought, which was if a nuclear bomb went off, that was the end of us. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you've 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 had what life had to offer? Have you let's let's I say it, let's say that more. life is a <laughs> life is a ca- a ticket to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen the park? I rode. I mean, I feel that I've maybe only ridden Splash Mountain, and I now I have the taste, and I'm like, there's a lot more. There's many more rides I'd like to I'd like to ride. Interesting, you know. Well, you are a very exploratory person. Yeah, there's, there's. I would like to have done more. I, I, I realize that maybe I've done a lifetime, uh, a lifetime's worth of stuff for some people, but I, I, I don't even say. I don't even mean that in like a fucked up way. Like, but there's. I would like to do much more. So I would be bummed out. Uh huh. Yeah. What about you? Well, there, there is one major thing left that i really want to do which is to have children Mm. uh but other than that i think that if this were the end for me i'm not crying i have (laughs) 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 if if it were the end i could say in good conscience that i've seen a lot of the park and that i had a i did have a very good run of it yeah like thirty three to me is an age where you've you've had a good portion of the meal yeah, of what the yeah. restaurant has to offer. What whatever however you want to put it. Like I you know, I think at eighteen, at fifteen, even twenty five, you're there's there's so much There's life. A lot more. But I have 
I have checked what I consider to be some of the biggest boxes of life, which is, you know, falling in love with someone, uh, finding the person that I want to spend my life with, um, you know, traveled, uh, experienced loss, you know, competed in sporting events at a very high level, what, whatever it is, just like I have a, a breadth of experience now where if life were cut shorter than I had hoped for it to be. It might be a little easier. It's a p easier pill to, you know, metaphysically swallow. Mm -hmm. that, um, that makes sense. That certainly makes sense. And it's not so much of a feeling of, boy, I really left stones unturned. Yeah. As it is, mm, I would have loved to know the feeling of meeting my children for the first time or, you know, watching them grow and learn to walk or ride a bike or mm, get into which college. Which I guarantee you, and the thought that I'm having during that is that once you, you know, God willing, you experience all that shit, you will be like, oh, I was wrong. This is the good yeah, stuff. I and I and I agree with that. So it is it is a definitely a, an ignorant point of view. But I, I, you know, let's put it this way. Like when I was 24 and 23, I had so many more questions about where my life might go right, or what right, might happen. Right. And more far more of those questions have been answered. Not always. Yes. Right. You know? No, but the, the but the ambiguity is slightly taken away. Yeah, there's as years go on. There's just a a lot more things where I'm like, oh, I've explored that avenue. It either worked or it didn't. Right. You know what might be part of that's answered already. Right. You know. Right. So I feel lucky. I feel lucky in that regard. Yeah. I do too. I feel like I've if I I always think about this when I was you know 15 years old uh, sitting there in class plotting how to fucking hit on Molly Goldrich and get rejected again. <laughs> like, like if I could see how things turn out for myself, I do think that it would have taken away a lot of stress yeah. that I had at the time. Yeah. Cause I continued to strike out in my ventures. I mean, think of it this way, right? If you were 15 years old, um, and you ran into a soothsayer, someone who could read the future, what age would you want? to know how things were at i'm too scared for that dude. no i know but like okay let's say you had to know i had to know and you said all right tell me you know it, it's probably not that far from this time right, right. i oh uh, so so how but how old was i when i encountered them i don't know 10 15 uh, okay, okay how, at how that, so i wouldn't have had the wherewithal at that time to know that i didn't want the answer to that question so i would have asked by 30 probably right there ask. you go yeah there you go yeah. Um, and I think that that's uh, I don't know. There's definitely some some peace I think that comes with that, because if someone does launch, the point is if someone launches a nuclear bomb in New York, what the fuck can we do? Right. Right. In all likelihood, as I understand it, we probably can't get to Connecticut in time. Right. 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 And so, it's a can of worms. Will you live out those last ten minutes? in in anger and frustration that you didn't maximize more or will you be able to say uh 
wow, that was a that was a pretty good run I had. Dude, I th- I honestly think that I would fucking fight till the end. I would be trying to figure out a way to like build something like completely, obviously all in vain. <laughs> I'd be like, how can I get into the ground? Julio gets into a bathtub. <laughs> I'd be trying to find a blast center or something. Uh-huh. I'd be trying to figure something out, and it obviously wouldn't end up working out. But I wouldn't give up hope just yet. Until yeah. I saw that blast in the sky, which you got to watch the bomb, guys. It's really good. It's really cool. What's that again? It's it's this, this documentary that shows every nuclear blast that's ever happened in the history of humanity. Wow. It's very cool. And they, it's with all this music. It's a very interesting, mm. cool thing to watch. Uh, I don't know. But if you just search for where it is, I think it might have been on HBO when I watched mm. it. Uh, I'm not totally sure. But I would check that out. Cool. Um, Pretty good. All right. Nice. Dude, so this morning, Hill Dog, we're back in action. She immediately has meetings. She's ready to rock. I decided to try to do a nice boyfriend thing. I fired up the coffee for her. Oh, that's sweet. And brought it to her. And you know that I was roasting those that Brooklyn Roasting Company. Mm-hmm. Roasting those good oops beans, baby. Yeah, you do do that. You do that well. They have a touch of both of our flavors in them, famously and perfectly crafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's delicious. And you should honestly try all of their coffees because they really you can tell that they put a little elbow grease into it. They do. The Mocha Java is still a favorite of mine, too. They love their uh, products over there, and they do not skip on the quality. It is the best coffee that you can get. And we would argue that just any prospective sexual partner seeing it on your counter will act as an aphrodisiac i promise you this person has taste this person has style their stock has gone up let's get jiggy with it let's get down to business no 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 brooklyn roasting company.com uh use promo code oops uh sorry oops beans oops beans to get five percent off of your order uh that's oops beans brooklyn roasting company.com we know you're gonna love it all right guys one more well, let's let's uh Let's tackle something we can control here, which I hope that that prophecy does not come to fruition. Yeah. Um, I'm, again, I'm not going to make any predictions for this one because <laughs> I don't have a very solid track record at this point. Um, but let's see if we can help out our friend here. This is this is called my coworker is getting scammed and doesn't know it. Ooh. Hey, Julian Francis, British Columbia listener here. I've been working at COVID testing center for the last couple months and befriended one of my coworkers who's an ex-military guy in his late 60s. Apart from the racist-slash-sexist jokes that he makes on occasion, he seems to be a pretty good dude at heart, and I don't mind working with him as I do most days. Um, Over the last few weeks, he's been telling me about how his girlfriend, who he proudly claims is half his age, is moving in with him pretty soon. When he first told me me this, I I was somewhat surprised, but laughed it off and said, good for you, man. He's brought her up to other coworkers, how excited he is about her moving in, as he's living alone ever since his wife, wife passed, a couple of years ago. Today, he began, te- he began talking about her again, but this time decided to show me a picture of her. My first thought when I saw it was, yeah, there's no way this is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he then proceeded to tell me about how he's paying for her to fly up here from California and that she recently inherited $327 million from her dad <laughs> <laughs> and wants him to manage the funds once the legal battle is over. Uh, I... <laughs> The, the other day, he asked uh, asked me to lend him money for a pack of cigarettes. So I know he isn't, like, rich due to the fact that he's, you know, not too easy on the eyes either. And I honestly just can't fathom a situation where this is not a scam. Mm-hmm. I've been racking my brain trying to figure out a way to warn him without breaking his heart. 
<laughs> Ryan <laughs> Ryan savagely just bursts out laughing. Oh my god, dude! I love it. I love it. Uh, perhaps Ryan is not really polite after all, dude. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. I know he doesn't have much money, and I'm sure the flight payment is just the loose thread in the T-shirt of lies that the scam artist wow, has planned. That's very good, right? Yeah. So I'd hate to see him put himself in debt from this. Any advice would be appreciated. Um, I'm reading the PS. I just want to applaud you guys on the podcast. I think it's one of the funniest out there. I listen to All Day at Work. Start on episode one, uh, beginning of February. I'm on episode 94 now. Nice. I like wow. working in order. Nice. Um, this is a very, very good question. Yeah. Boy, I mean, your first instinct is, you know, don't be the messenger. Because no matter what, people just get mad at the messenger, right? Um, but... But the stakes are high They're here. so high. The stakes are high. They're so high. And, you know, if you like this guy, um, one thing you could try to do is you could try to... I wanted to say, like, come up with definitive proof. Meaning, look for the photo that this woman is allegedly using yes. on the internet. And see if you can present him with irrefutable evidence that this is a catfish situation yes. because my exact thought. you know that that would be my first effort if you're willing and there if, you know if you want to attack it from a sort of detective sleuthing type thing um otherwise i don't i don't know i mean what do, what do you think dude i think you're right on and the, the the thing that you have going for you in this situation as far as proving it i didn't even think of this but it's a great point um is that scammers, they need numbers. It's a numbers game for them because not, nobody's stupid enough to fall for this shit, but occasionally they get the vulnerable, lonely boomer, doesn't know about technology. They, like These are the people who are susceptible to this shit. So the $327 million, that's a super specific number. I guarantee you there's a Reddit thread out there about this. And to Francis's point, the picture, like, and even we've gotten emails at oops from scammers. And I'm like, this seems like a scam. And I will then just type in the email address or the something, and there's some indication of it being a scam that pops up always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a really good angle to play because you know you don't want to do it to yourself to have this sort of like set in his ways older guy who's had a rough couple years finally has something making him feel good, and you're going to be the one who brings it all down on him. It's I think I really do think it's worth it because the outcome for this guy is so sad. The, the this guy's gonna. Like he could, he could ruin his fucking life. Yeah. And this guy seems like a perfectly nice guy, minus the racist jokes. <laughs> you know these old these old dogs, dude. Whatever, they don't mean anything by it. What, whatever, dude. This guy, you need to protect this guy. You got to tell him. Yeah. And so there's true. other people at work too. You could have a little like intervention situation if mm-hmm. they'd be willing to. And if not, you can still be the fucking good guy because even though the messenger does take the arrow. You won't die from it, and the guy will never forget you for doing it. Right. And a lot of situations where I've heard of like this, where guys brought the bad news to people who did not take it well, they came around and righted the fact that they didn't take it well. Right. And I know, dude, I'm the first guy to be like, it's not worth it. I think it's worth it in this situation. Yeah, I think it's too I, sad. I think it is too. It's, this isn't like, you know, telling your buddy that his girl cheated on him or something yeah. like that. It's like m- massive amounts of money potentially at stake. And, uh, you know, identity theft, fraud, whatever, like two crimes to be committed here, it sounds like. So it sounds like a Tinder swindler type situation. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's less sophisticated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And, you know, sorry to to bring up like back-to-back downer topics, but like 
this seemed like we needed to address it. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris, Chris what do you got? Um, if you can get that picture from him, you can reverse image search it, and then you can find where else it is online. And then yeah, that's wow. a pretty easy way. I've been trying to do these reverse image searches for articles of clothing that people wear that I want for myself. Yeah, and I cannot figure out what the how to do that. Did you ever get the boots back? No. <laughs> oh, no. someone asked us about I that. I did not get the fucking boots back, <laughs> and Sorry, to this bro. day, it is a. Th- Thorn in my yeah. my calloused foot. You're fucked. That guy skipped town. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, you got to tell this guy. Mm-hmm. Got to tell. Agreed. Him. Agreed. And you could also, by the way, last thing you could potentially, if you felt okay doing this, lie and say that you once got catfished, and that this was these were the signs of it, oh, and that it feels brilliant. familiar to you because then you're not coming at it. You're coming at it from a concern, as opposed to well, he'll it'll seem less judgmental on your part. Which is funny because I just imagine you making it even like you start telling this. You're like, listen, dude, like, and I know you're a stud. Yeah. You start like, like, I, uh, you know, clearly, you know, you're hot, dude. Like, yeah. if I were this chick, I would obviously. Would. My point is. <laughs> yeah. But I, when I was two years ago, girl half my age, well, plus a few years because it was legal, uh, <laughs> asked me for 327 million or like came in 327 million, same amount of money, you know. It was, a lot of red flags. Dude, Chris, can you literally Google this right now? I'm going to bring up one other thing uh, to wrap, kind of wrap this up. But can you look up the $327 million thing? Maybe it's too specific or it's the wrong number, but it's worth looking into. If you guys have anything during the Boston show that you'd like to talk about or that you want us to sort of just anything uh, that you think would go well if you're going to be at the show and you want to talk about it, shoot us an email, oopsapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to ask us for advice in general, oopsapodcast at gmail.com is the place to do it. Chris, what do you got? Um, apparently there's 327 million Americans and that he could have just taken that oh, or they, um, that's it. I thought there was more than that. There was there's like some, there was, I found one article about the Powerball being stuck at $327 million. Mm. Um, starting to sound like Fibonacci's sequence here. <laughs> <laughs> very good, dude. Very good. Very that good. number keeps popping up. Very good. Um, well, listen, old fella, we hope you don't, uh, you, you don't go down that road. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Cool. Anything you got? No, get us up? out of here. I, I got, I got a Gotham Comedy Club, New York City, Big headlining weekend, April 8th and 9th. Few tickets left for that. It is going to sell out. Come to FrancisEllis.com. You'll see tickets there. I'm excited to watch you do it. Mm. I'm definitely going to pop in and check it out. Um, I have some cool dates coming up, too. I'll keep you guys posted about it. Um, We love you all, and talk to you soon.